You're listening to Redemption Cast, Season 1, Episode 4. I fall to pieces. Angel helps a woman being stalked by a deranged surgeon who is literally coming apart. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> to us uh, by John Pavlich. Oh, nice. It is uh, the originally proposed Angel theme song, never aired. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. It's alright. <laughs> I don't know about this bass line. It, it insists upon itself. Angels! <laughs> did it say angel? <laughs> yep. It did. Oh no. Oh yes. It would have been better if it did. <laughs> that was That's awesome. great. Yeah. It's by a band called Velvet Chain, and they're actually featured on Buffy playing at the Bronx. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, the name of the band sounds familiar. If ever you call my attention and I don't respond right away, it's because I'm obsessively looking at the waveforms in GarageBand to make sure that they're big enough. Okay. So that our audio is okay. Hi, Robin. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I'm Stephanie. Yes, sir. I'm Bratters. <laughs> <laughs> this is Gabby. And I'm Illyrio. <laughs> Yay, Bratters. How's it going? <laughs> uh, Bratters is going to be so self-conscious. <laughs> Sorry, Bratters. Well, hopefully he'll, he'll hear this after he tries to listen to the previous uh, Potential Cast episode. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so... And maybe he'll understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this was interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> to say the very least, this was a very interesting episode. Can I just say right off the bat mm-hmm. that I love this episode? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was it was so bad. It turned good. Oh. I I could not stop laughing. It was so good. I laughed a few times too, and I wasn't supposed to. Uh, <laughs> to the bad acting, to the preposterous <laughs> theme of this episode, I was like, "How can they make this any worse?" And then they did. Then they did. <laughs> I think. Robin, isn't this true that some Angel season one episodes were left in the Buffy concepts? Yeah, this is actually one of them. Yeah, uh, it was. John said this was originally a Buffy idea, but it, um, when it became a story about stalking, he says it made perfect sense to be on Angel. Yes, perfect sense. <laughs> of course. Oh, Amazing. Yeah, this is actually co written by Joss Whedon and David Greenwald. Really? Yes. <laughs> so, so after three years of practice, <laughs> I just I just I'm see the, drunk. They, yeah they wrote this in like eight hours. Yes. Yes. Thought a bender. 
<laughs> Can I officially state that my kids poop stuff better than this episode? <laughs> it was atrocious. <laughs> Just horrible. Now, the whole stocking thing and stuff was getting a little interesting, and then the floating eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Just the worst. Yeah, it Star is the worst. Okay, there will not be a worse episode than this. Really? Seriously? Seriously? Do you guarantee? <laughs> I would. I wouldn't want to make that claim. Oh God, I forgot about. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> it's bad. But it was fun. Mm-hmm. Like, really? <laughs> Psychic surgeons? Really? <laughs> I mean, anyone who's watched the Tonight Show regularly saw James Randi perform psychic surgery and debunk the whole thing. I don't know why. Ugh. Ugh. So, did he separate his limbs and stuff? No, psychic surgery is about also doing things such as um, surgery without instruments, being able to go and remove um, um, tumors from people, quote-unquote tumors from people, by just putting your hands on them and doing things, making it look like you're digging around in there. Right, um, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you just palm some pieces of meat <laughs> and uh, a lot of uh, animal blood somewhere. And uh, you basically make it look like you're pulling things out of them. And, you know, when you wipe the belly and there's no scarring and you're cured. Now, where's my 50 grand? <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> people would fall for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very desperate people. I believe uh, one of the more famous cases of someone trying psychic surgery was Andy Kaufman. When he was just riddled with cancer and... Mm-hmm. Went to Southeast Asia and just tried everything. Wow. Did he do it using the Mighty Mouse theme? No. <laughs> no. But, excuse me, I will say that in this episode we have some positive things. Like, Angel, <laughs> we need to eat. How about you start mentioning the fact that we have an invoicing system? <laughs> <laughs> or that the stalker was taking this woman's power away. He was making her powerless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she had to become powerful. Yes. Right. By the, do you, by the they, a man. <laughs> were they hammering over the head with that, do you think? Or? No, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> Most women are still powerless. So I don't mm-hmm. think that hammering over the head qualifies necessarily for these kinds of themes, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm quite opinionated upon such things, but I think that any kind of hammering over the head, quote-unquote, about women not being doormats is a, a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Mean, it's just that sometimes I, when when they take, like, a lead character of a show and then try to make it into, like, a, uh, like this, the writer really wants to get across a, a positive message. It, he it, it kind of alters the character a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't think Angel would be into that, but I, I just can't see him like going. You're, he's 
his power away from you, you know? Yeah. Angel's never been concerned about that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, some fun facts. Okay. <laughs> um, Andy Umberger uh, plays the, uh, the Dr. Meltzer. He also played Dauphrin in Doppelgangerland. Uh, he was uh, the, uh, Anya's mentor or whatever. Uh, he was, uh, you know, in charge of the powers. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you guys remember? One second, <laughs> I thought that um, the Melissa chick was Anya. Hmm. I thought they looked very similar. Like, when they were doing the flashes, I'm like, oh, Anya's in this episode. But it wasn't, no. obviously. It's just very 1990s looking. Very 1990s look. It's just someone who can't tell she has icing on her lip. <laughs> A huge dab of icing. <laughs> By the way, I'm convinced that Penny played the voice of um, the starfish in Fighting Nemo. <laughs> I, am, I am so Take convinced of this because I've been watching Finding Nemo repeatedly for days. <laughs> oh, I remember those days when this was blanking. Only there was some magic box I could figure it out for sure. <laughs> but I can't look away. I have to stare at these waveforms and make sure they behave. <laughs> so, um, the hands. Was by Christopher Hart, who was <laughs> Thing from the Adams Family movies. Oh. So it's Seth Green's title hands. So he's typecast. <laughs> you should look up his IMDb page. It's really funny. It's like hands. <laughs> yeah. George Costanza before the ironing accident. <laughs> yeah, so great. Because at one point I saw <laughs> you could tell that. <laughs> the the bed scene, which is very weird. <laughs> yeah. You could see that he was like wearing like a black sweater in one part where the, his real arm was. And I was just like, this is so awesome. <laughs> uh, so good. But that was kind of weird. I was like, where are they going with these? Yeah. So they did say in the Facebook group, what were they doing under that blanket? <laughs> <laughs> and can I just go out on a limb and say that the cop in this episode, probably the worst actor in the entire oh Buffy series. That's a cock, I can't help you. <laughs> that man is Brent Sexton. He uh-huh. was on The Killing, Justified, Deadwood, yeah. and Six Feet Under. Episode that's my dog. <laughs> really, that Illyria was guesting on. That is in, one of next my year sometime. Favorite oh. episodes of TV ever. <laughs> I recognized him from Justified, but I was just like, this guy is the worst. It was so. <laughs> it was just so funny, mm. so badly acted, and like, why would he just pull a gun out? Guys, <laughs> an intruder. Because in his hand in his pocket, Kim. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, if someone has a hand in his pocket, has hand in his pocket, he has a gun. Yeah, I guess so. You, you yeah. and I live sheltered lives up here in Canada. I guess so. Everyone has a gun in the United States. When, when Doctor Dude pulled his hands out of his pockets <laughs> and showed those stumps, I was just like, "Oh, those here we were go." Not accurate stumps. 
They were fantastic. I thought, just loved why, it. Why would he have stumps like an amputee? He should uh-huh. have stumps like Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I wrote down, just because he doesn't have hands doesn't mean he's not a stalking psycho. <laughs> so, oh, you have no hands. Well, that's that's but not you. Okay. Yeah, we're not for you. Amazing. Well, you know, typically a guy hiding in the bushes like that would be doing something with his hands. Yes. <laughs> and since this guy had stumps... Maybe that's why what he thought he was doing. It's exactly we're what citizen. We're doing. clearly looking for somebody with hands. <laughs> Exactly. Why does, he, why does he put his gun away? Like, sorry, <laughs> it's not you because you don't have hands. Yep. It's weird. He's a hand. Dentist. <laughs> um, one thing cool for uh, not for you guys, but for people who actually watch the entire show, the apartment complex that the doctor is prowling around may be a little familiar to them. Melrose Place. Wink, wink. Can't say. Hmm. Wink, wink, wink. Like much like Melrose Place. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wrote that in my notes. I'm like, oh, in Melrose Place. <laughs> oh, Steph, you know what I'm talking about, right? Apartment complex. Where are you stalking? No. Oh. Okay, look it up. <laughs> well, I'll talk to you afterwards. Yeah, tell me afterwards. Message me. Private message. Ready to rate them. We got to see uh, Angel walk around in the daylight a lot indoors. (laughs) (laughs) Can I tell you another part where I burst out laughing? Mm -hmm. He was just sitting there in that white sweater. (laughs) Get over it. It was so subtle and so brilliant. (laughs) Just awful. Uh, yeah, it's just for that one scene too it's really funny yeah, it changes yeah. right back to his black afterwards <laughs> well, well, they tell me that the girl was coming over the uh, that Melissa was coming over and he was like I've got to change my shirt sure. <laughs> and it's the same exact shirt with the same color. it was like he went shopping and he's like wow I like this shirt it fits real good so he went and he bought like <laughs> the same shirt in every color, color. <laughs> I'm sorry but that is a guy thing <laughs> this polo I'll get it in red green and blue yes that's exactly what happens <laughs> do you know why it's because do I know why it's convenience yes convenience <laughs> I don't want to be in the store any longer I like shopping for other things <laughs> I came here for three shirts they all look alike they're different colors though so I win yes so if I go into work with one shirt on one day, another shirt on the other day, and a third shirt on the third day, no one will complain. Because <laughs> there's proof that you're actually changing your shirt. Exactly. <laughs> Unless same thing with pants. I tend to buy like four pairs of the same pant. <laughs> what do I need different styles of pants for? Variety. The variety is I get home, I change into my clown pants. <laughs> that's, 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 that's seen an Illyrio code for sweatpants. <laughs> oh, for a recent podcast, I thought they were the pants of love. No, those pants are gone. <laughs> but those were the original clown pants, yes. <laughs> sweatpants really break the ice. <laughs> no, someone. <laughs> coyly dropping tea on your regular pants, <laughs> making you change into your sweatpants, parentheses, <laughs> clown pants, close parentheses, breaks the ice. 
that and young young Frankenstein on the first date. Yep. Mm-hmm. Can we also talk about what was going on with Cordelia's hair? Oh my god! <laughs> for some Thank reason, you. didn't notice her hair this episode. I don't I know why. either. No? Oh, jeez! I wonder why, because her boobs were out. Seriously, really? Those have to be out there like that? It was awfully distracting. I mean, in this case, I'm appreciative that this episode had something to distract me from what was going on. But really, Cordelia. You couldn't find that in a smaller size. But she was she was covered up. No, but <laughs> all right. Corey um, doesn't have money. He she can't get new clothes. She <laughs> right. can't even afford coffee. Yeah, that's sad. That's awesome. disgusting. I don't though. think I've ever had last week's coffee. It through the okay, let's have let's have a poll. Is that a what is the oldest <laughs> cup of coffee you voluntarily uh, consumed? I don't drink coffee, so I cannot participate. Uh, I can't say I've got more. It, it was more than a, like a maybe twelve hours old. I don't think I've ever really. Oh. Really? Wow! I must have really low standards. What? How many days? The longest ever was three day old coffee. <gasps> I know. Ooh. Oh, I had like five hours the other day, and that was the longest. Really? So you don't milk coffee to warm it up? Oh, whoa. Sounds like you just committed the biggest thing ever. I had it coursing through my veins, as we all I remember, I, I remember. I remember the day very well. I was wearing my shorts, and we didn't have any coffee left, but there was, you know, a three-day-old pot still uh, sitting there under my drip uh, coffee maker. And I grabbed a uh, mug, and uh, I put it in the nuker, and I nuked the coffee. And then I enjoyed it um, while uh, wearing my shorts. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my god! Oh, my God. You could drink it? Great. Now nope. I think all Canadians are disgusting. Thanks. No, no just, I'm sure. Just the one in my shorts. <laughs> Now, this was uh, uh, you know, one of these moments of, there's no coffee in the house, what am I going to do? Uh-huh. And I mean, it's not like I grabbed an eclair out of the garbage can. <laughs> Stop talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, I mean, if it was floating above the rest of the garbage, maybe. <laughs> but no, I mean, I'll, I'll admit I've had three-day-old coffee, and it's not the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> well, I mean, I just know how thick and uh, strong twelve-hour-old coffee is. I can't imagine three-day-old coffee. <laughs> is it syrupy? It's just coffee. It's coffee. It's just coffee. Is it stale? Did you, it? Did you like dilute it with some water? No, you just put it in the nuker for 108 <laughs> seconds, and there you go. <laughs> Actually, it's a minute and eight seconds, but yeah. Although the, the nuker lets you do 99 seconds. Yes, it does. Which is nice. Speaking Especially of coffee, in um, Angel. Angel actually uh, said that uh, in the episode The Prom of Buffy that um, co- told Joyce that coffee made him jittery, yet he's uh, kind of into the coffee. 
mm-hmm. uh, here on Angel. Shall we talk about uh, Angel inconsistencies? <laughs> <laughs> the whole time he's having uh, the uh, um, the um, as soon as he was hit with the blow gun, mm. and he starts showing symptoms. I'm like, oh, he's faking it. That was to that's what because he's a vampire, mm-hmm. and he's impervious to this stuff. Uh, he might be pervious to poison darts. <laughs> I know. And yeah, so uh, you think Angel is pervious to this kind of stuff? <laughs> well, I know the whole circulation thing is a, is a problem, right? But yeah, Good I time. just think maybe you know the poison is it, it, poison. It's going to affect the area. <laughs> the area? <laughs> the area? The, uh, I don't know. You know, what, his swimsuit area. It didn't kill him. <laughs> Obviously, there's no. that's that's the big thing. But okay, I have a question. He's dead, right? Right. So he yeah. should not have a beating heart, right? It coffee shouldn't make him jittery either. Exactly. <laughs> and he shouldn't have a hard time. He shouldn't get out of breath. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so there you have it. Exactly. <laughs> Sod. <laughs> so everyone's reaction when they saw the floating eyeball ew gross there's a floating eyeball <laughs> I thought really <laughs> that's what I thought I thought I wonder what they're gonna think of this one <laughs> I thought oh they're gonna hate it <laughs> I thought like I wonder if we're gonna is. do another redemption cast episode <laughs> 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 Anytime there's a really bad episode, it always turns out good in the end, I think, because it's mm-hmm. just so funny that that people took them so seriously when this episode was being made. I know. That's that's the kind of thought I have too, is like how, how would I be able to keep a straight face? Ugh. And I guess that they were sensitive to the whole stalker thing, but it's just well, I, th- I mean, look, they wanted to do prostitutes at a brothel, and the WB wouldn't go for it. So, so they did I mean, a singles you know, bar. Had, huh? So they did a singles bar instead. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> you get the idea of where they wanted to go with the show. It's not their fault. This It's the network. The network wants yeah. to keep it light and... And also, you're gonna you're gonna see the show start to change from here out. I actually have a quote from uh, the great Tim Munier about. Oh, Tim uh, Munier, I love your brain. About this, <laughs> he says. <laughs> he says, as an early episode, you can see where we thought the show was originally going to go, which was in the direction of an anthology with the client of the week, and the emotional stakes would be with that guest character, sort of like the fugitive. I think it's perfectly workmanlike episode with some really cool things in it, but I also think that since since then we've moved away from that kind of story. You can have an interesting plot and an interesting client, but it's difficult to create sympathy for someone you're introducing for one episode. Mm-hmm. Watching the core group interact is where the real emotional action is. I think that will shape the future. Yeah, so. Well okay, there's hope. said. 
Yeah, because you know, I had that quote in mind when I started rewatching this episode, and they started off with Melissa, like you know, at her office and all these different things, and you're just like, all right, let's get back to Angel Investigations anytime now. (laughs) Well, for me to watch a procedural or a uh, what's a non-serialized, a uh, formulaic, yeah, uh, same thing every week. Show it resolves itself. Why should I come back? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I have to have the serialization to to want to come back and watch the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, oh, another uh, little fact here. Xander actually listened to I Fall to Pieces while he was heartbroken over Buffy in Prophecy Girl. So earlier he sent an eyeball clear across town, (laughs) but for his hands he had to be conspicuously outside the gate. Mm -hmm. Well, his hand couldn't see where it was going, but he couldn't see where it was going either. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe he had to be in close proximity so his hands could get sassy. <laughs> I, I guess it's just, the entire premise is just awful. Oh. Yes, it was just awful, horrible. It was. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like this. Um, I would say one of my favorite moments of the uh, episode is towards the end when um, uh, Melissa brings him a plant. And they say, um, <laughs> "I hope it doesn't need much light." And I was, and I just wrote down, "Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine in this room." Yeah. <laughs> oh, There's light everywhere. <laughs> that doesn't go away, does it? <laughs> don't think so. I I don't know. I I have a feeling it gets better, um, but I don't I don't know. Here's. If he would have just kept that stupid ring, <laughs> it wouldn't bother me. He could just go out anytime he wanted. And who? Yeah. He walks into a police station <laughs> with light blaring in from outside. Am I imagining this? Did I dream this or what? Uh, I think Josh said that the network wanted, kept telling him to make it brighter, make it brighter. Yeah, I don't remember. Stupid networks. <laughs> networks. What do they know? They know do how they to even, mess up a show. They, they know how to mess up fans. <laughs> yeah, they watch ratings and uh, ad ad purchases. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> TV marketers are correct. All we need is two and a half men, and the price is right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Everybody needs to watch Community. Save Community. No, you can't save community. Save Whitney. Oh. <laughs> two broke girls. <laughs> you know I what like shows I don't girls. have to go on a campaign saving because I live in a country that respects quality? <laughs> Canada's worst driver and Canada's worst handyman. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. Are you watching, Kim? Little Mosque on the Prairie. Little Mosque on the Ugh. Prairie. Yo, yo. What a horrible show. I have to find the tractor. Corner gas? Come on. Are those hey. shows in danger of being canceled, though? 
What the worst? No, because everybody yeah. in in the Timbuktu parts of Canada watches watch it because they only have one channel. Well, we have more than one channel. We have three channels. Mm-hmm. But all those horrible shows are on the CBC. They're not all horrible. Uh, yeah, they are. No, they're not. Being Eric is still pretty fun. Yeah, that's actually okay. It's actually a fun show. It's gotten better over time. <sighs> yeah. So we out? love this episode so much. We're talking about <laughs> obscure <laughs> Canadian TV shows. Exactly. Folks, we're really sorry. We All don't right. mean to be jerks and stuff. <laughs> so I nominate that we have people uh, who have sent us feedback talk to us about what they felt. Does anybody object? Sounds Not good. at Maybe all. We'll find somebody that likes. I think I got everything out. I wanted right. to. Yeah. Um, Bradders writes. <laughs> oh, Bradders. 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 Dear Skarg and no guest. Wink. <laughs> Let me just say I have a real problem with this episode, and I hate it because it's too real life for me and has no impact in terms of plot or character development for me. <laughs> I don't want to see a stalker. I really find this episode puts creepy onto a whole new level. This Ronald guy is much scarier than Marcus could ever be. (laughs) Whilst we joke about Angel stalking and skulking through the shadows, this guy is so creepy and makes my skin shiver when I see him in this episode. I have to give kudos to the actor who plays him, though, who does a great job. Really? But I absolutely hate this character. This whole Ron Alyssa... Ron Alyssa? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Ron Alyssa. Ah, <laughs> Ronald Melissa. Yeah. I would have just said mold. <laughs> nice. Um, this whole Ron Alyssa to me is just wrong. At first, you see Ronald come up to Melissa at the ATM and says he's changed her pin and watched her in the bathroom, which is wrong to think yeah. about and scary to be truthful. But then you see him change and literally fall to pieces. With his hand under the bed sheets whilst he watches from the front of the house. I thought at the ATM that Mm -hmm. he was like a ghost or something and she was having uh, some sort of, yeah. Because why is she taking pills? She's a schizo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Uh, but I think the most annoying character is that douchey cop <laughs> who sees Ronald by Melissa's house and doesn't think to take him in. Are all cops so dumb on this show or what? Red alert for a stalker by th- this house and the cop just lets a creepy guy walk away without asking any questions. Yeah. I now to come on to the real problem in this episode for me, which is Angel getting hit by the well, dart, which supposedly on, dulls on, his... Hold on. Riders right. can be interrupted. It's okay. I was just going to say... <laughs> Uh, the the cop gets his gets his due because his Angel, comeuppance, yeah, his comeuppance because Angel like rescues Melissa outside of the apartment and he's like, "Are you okay?" And she's just like, "Yeah, yeah." It's like, "Yeah, there's a cop being strangled to death upstairs." <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> good. Now to come to the real problem of this episode for me, which is Angel getting hit by the dart, which supposedly dulls his senses and stops his heart. But I am sorry, Angel cannot breathe, and he is a vampire, and do vampires even have a beating heart? How on earth can that dart affect him in any way? I love you, Bradders. Bradders is the best. But on the good side, really, Bradders? All right, I'll keep an open mind, and I'll listen to you, but I'm not sure. Angel Investigations gets its first check and payment. Yes! <laughs> they are now officially a company with proper customer service, the slogan of helping the hopeless. <laughs> they are moving places, I tell you. Wink. 
I'm sorry for the serious and non-lighthearted usual email, but I just had to get these things off my chest because I really do not like this episode and it's just really icky and off-putting to watch and think about. For me, though, this is the worst episode in the entire series. Do not worry, guys. There are far better things to come after this episode. Hopefully you haven't been put off, Angel, now, Gabby, because of this episode. (laughs) Sad face. Let me promise you that great things are coming soon in this series. Later, guys, from Bratters. Bratters, Bratters, no spoilers. Can I spoil this? Oh, I get it. So they're great things to come. I was just being a jerk. Oh. (laughs) All right. Rachel Hughes writes, I swear I'm trying to shorten my emails, but I know that this episode is universally disliked, so I tried really hard to find the good. Feel free to skip the paragraphs proceeding. (laughs) Now, on to the main story, because I would like to share that part. Hiya, Skarg. So, not having watched this episode in years... I had forgotten the good parts and only remembered the many bad or silly parts that undermined what could actually have been a very good episode. In fact, I wasn't even going to watch it until I noticed that it was written by David Greenwald from a story broken by both him and Joss Whedon. With those two at the helm, it couldn't be all bad, right? (laughs) So once again, I'll leave the numerous nitpicks to Skarg, because your nitpicking is so entertaining, and hopefully I can balance (laughs) at least some of the snark by pointing out the good. Snark? Here? What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Girl, you, you crazy. We are Bitch, so please. positive all the time. <laughs> A podcast by Gabby. <laughs> I can see why this episode was originally a Buffy the Vampire Slayer script, but deemed more appropriate for the darker, more adult angel. It is so creepy. The music is creepy. The hands crawling under Melissa's sheets to molest her is way beyond creepy and nothing you would ever see on Buffy. Just the thought of that makes my flesh crawl. And then I say to myself, hands, hands in new places. And I laugh. (laughs) Finally, Angel having no problem with killing a human demonstrates that his world is more morally gray than Buffy's. I find it adorable how seriously Angel takes Cordelia's fashion advice and dons lighter colors every time he has to go out. (laughs) Wait, was that the name of that law firm again? Hmm, I wonder if they'll become important. (laughs) (laughs) And Angel finally listens to Cordelia and Doyle and reluctantly accepts Melissa's payment. Nice to see that he values them as teammates and lets go of his stubborn moral high ground. Actually, I have a huge nitpick with this and wonder if anyone will mention it. As for the paralytic dart that knocks out Angel, my understanding of the physiology of the Buffyverse vampires is that when a human is vamped, the demon takes over and their body assumes a demon physiology within their human form. Clearly, vampires must have some form of blood circulation, otherwise they would have no motor functions or the ability to heal so quickly, all of which are superior to humans. Also, they bleed and, um, have sexual relations... I have no idea how the blood circulates without a pumping heart, but they are partially supernatural beings, so maybe it's magical blood. They are definitely (laughs) affected by drugs, as seen by Spike with his boozing it up and Krellick from Helpless with his pills, so there is a way for drugs to circulate throughout their bodies. And they apparently can breathe if they want to, because isn't that required to move the vocal cords to speak? Good point, Rachel. What she said. Touche. Oh, right. Excuse me. Very, Plus, very Spike small. smokes if we see an angel panting several times, but maybe DB just seem, just needs to do some more exercise Tai Chi. Excuse me, some more sexy Tai Chi, if only for Steph's sake. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't have enough breath to revive someone. Yeah, I know. 
Maybe the oxygen comes from the replenishment of fresh blood. The easiest way to think of it is that vampires are not dead. Otherwise, their bodies would rot away. They are infected with a demon physiology that reanimates their corpses, which is why they are considered undead. Besides, Melzer shot Angel in his neck, not his heart, so the drug could paralyze him temporarily, but it wouldn't kill him. I spend way too much time thinking about things like this. <laughs> I need to post that a document in the group. <laughs> that is now awesome. on to the main story. Well, thank you, Rachel. I appreciate your attempt at shortening things. I will go right to it. However, if any of this enlightens just one person, then I'm okay with it. Love you and bye, Rachel. <laughs> Folks, if you're going to write a very long email, that's how to do it. Tell us what we can skip over. Yes. Um, I recommend color coding. <laughs> oh, great. Now it's going to be giant type and colors. <laughs> Listen, you. It's just fine. Get what you ask for. Facebook group feedback? Sure. sure. Someone else want to... Um, just pick a random just, sample of Bratters. Just thinking about rewatching this episode makes me fall to pieces. <laughs> um, I, I don't... Val Pass says, I don't even remember what this ep was about. Was it that bad? Wait, I'll just read a recap. A recap. <laughs> Yikes. Oops. Yeah. Oh, uh, Rachel, he's a floating eyeballs, lame Deepak Chopra priority, poorly executed, inverted parallel to Stalker Angelus. Yeah, I can't remember if there were any good parts. Yeah, I don't know what that, that like, wise old professor, what was he supposed to do? That was Gigantor uh, from Speed. Yes, it was. That's <laughs> <laughs> it was Gigantor. Gigantor. <laughs> From Speed? Yeah, yeah, the movie Speed. Oh, I don't guess I saw it. I've seen it five times. Who are you talking about? On the bus, when Keanu Reeves is walking around and he needs help, and he points to the dude, he goes, Gigantor! And then he says it's <laughs> real You're right. Oh, man. Oh, Keanu. Five You're times. such an insensitive bastard. How do you know you saw it five times? Because... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe some people count how many times they see things. <laughs> like I've watched Back to the Future 1,200 times. <laughs> Actually, it's only been 157. Uh, Taylor Dole says, This episode is one of the reasons it took me six years to watch Angel. I'd start watching, I'd get to this episode, and I just couldn't make myself watch the next episode. It wasn't until I started listening to a Buffy podcast, which started doing an Angel podcast, which was Hellmouth and Investigating Angel, that I made myself watch past this episode. Of course, after that, I was able to finish the series in like three weeks, so all's well that ends well. So Carrie Gordale said, agreeing with everyone so far, but I also remember this is really... I also remember this really being the only one I didn't love out of the season. Discussions, discussions. <laughs> People are talking amongst themselves. <laughs> yeah, I know, which is great. Yeah. I think we got cut off when we were about to talk about Cordelia's horrible hair. Oh, yeah, and the giant boobs. <laughs> but her hair reminded me, wasn't there a reality show where they would have 
these people, these hairstylists do these amazing, like, ridiculous styles. It reminded me of something like that. (laughs) She just... No, no, no. She made it look like she, like a tiara almost, and it just looked ridiculous. I remember there's a there was a bunch of girls in my high school that had hair like that, and I was just like, ugh, just immediately brought me back. Oh, I'm gonna have to look up a picture of her. Yeah, I don't. Episode, I thought I'm she like, just kind of she had her hair like up, and it was yeah. big and full. But she also had didn't she just have like a headband p- pulling it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did, but she had it. Like, how can I describe it? It was like a bump it, but it was teased so high. I think at one point you could almost like see through <laughs> the, the what should be like a bouffant, but not really. It was, it was weird. Like, looked, Is it, it, like, it was like a peacock. That like, hair she like, was wearing when uh, she was helping Angel uh, use his computer. Yeah, when her his, hair was up. Yeah. When What's her hair was that? up. Uh, What's wrong with it? What's right with it? <laughs> I can work around that. <laughs> oh my god! Well, that's what we thought. Thank you for your opinions, everyone. Um, I think it may be time for ratings. Okay, I'll go first. Go right ahead. I give this episode zero. Ooh. Zero lame ass episodes out of ten. Whoa. Yes. Zero. You heard me. It is shit. <laughs> wow. For me, it was on that so bad it's good snakes on a plane area. So Kim, was it was it your Ted? <laughs> was it my Ted? Is this your Ted? <laughs> Could have been. Well, I gave Ted a two, if I remember correctly. <laughs> so I, I, it'll probably be along the same line, like that same vicinity, two, three out of ten. But I, I honestly, I don't think I've laughed so hard in a long time. So maybe mm-hmm. I was just in a really good place when I was watching it. So I don't know. <laughs> but I liked it. So I'll give it... Um, <laughs> creepy crawly hands out of 10 I guess uh-huh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> God. I, I hated this episode so much that I zoned out when there was 10 minutes left and I backed it up and then I got 2 minutes there was 2 minutes left of the show and I just turned it off so I couldn't finish it at all <laughs> <laughs> It was awful. The only redeeming quality is that Angel is on Team Caffeine. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm giving it one out of ten floating stalker eyeballs. (laughs) Yeah, when uh, we couldn't record the other night, I was not that I was not that I was mad at you guys for having to reschedule because I totally understand, but. I was like, God, dog it. We can't get past this. <laughs> I, want it, I want to get it in my rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I give it three out of ten leftover Buffy premises. <laughs> I'm going to give it a two out of ten pin numbers. Horrible. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
I'd say. Uh, we want feedback from you, and we want it now. You can write <laughs> us an email at... Bradders at gmail. No, <laughs> redemptioncast at gmail.com. Yes, and you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash redemptioncast. You can join the Potential Cast Facebook group where we also have Redemption Cast discussions. And you can call us. Right, Robin? Yeah. Uh, what is the number? Uh, two, <laughs> 26060 SCARG. Yes, that is the number. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, if you want to like, go take a look at the show notes, uh, you can take a look at redemptioncast.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe <laughs> this is the point where we have our quotes. Yes. <laughs> so I'd like to go first. Uh-huh. And my quote is as follows. <laughs> You're a lot smarter than you look. Of course, you look like a retard. Oh. Oh. I couldn't believe that they left that in. It was a different time. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. The I retards cringe. hadn't united yet. <laughs> oh, they can hadn't I, formed I, their retarded special interest group. Yeah. Yet. Can, I, can I go next? Can I go next before somebody steals mine? All right. Sure. It's very appropriate. When Angel is finished with this case, I guarantee you'll want to jump off a bridge again. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. I've got pen, paper, single malt scotch. (laughs) (laughs) A friend. A friggin' Doyle. This isn't single malt, it's poly malt. What did he say when he turns away? He's like, yeah, so I guess I am a little attracted to him. Did you no, say something like was, that? Uh, yes. Okay, maybe, maybe I'm a, I'm little, a little attracted. attracted. Yeah. Maybe that little was attracted. funny. See, after I heard that, I'm like, oh, this episode's going to be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice positive spin. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Uh, it's just so unfair. I mean, this poor girl, she hooks up with a doctor. That should be a good thing. You should be able to call home and say, Mom, guess what? I met a doctor. Not, guess what? I met a psycho. He's stalking me. And, oh, by the way, his hands and feet come off. And and he's not even in a circus. (laughs) (laughs) You could have been so happy. (laughs) Oh, denture attack. <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, if I hit you in the head, would you have a vision? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to help you. Big time and for a reasonable fee. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Join can us next. Can, can I'm sorry. Can I, no, can I just quickly plug something I was on recently? Sure. I was on an episode of the Hellmouth Empire in which we reviewed um, a later season four episode, which you guys haven't seen yet, called This Year's Girl. And that's all I'll say about it. But it was good fun. And if you've seen Buffy so all the way through. should I go listen right now? No. <laughs> what's Actually, what's the address the of the website? Of, uh, Hellmouth Empire. 
Okay. Dot Google. Dot. Oh my god, I've been spoiled. <laughs> Robin is on this episode. <laughs> but uh yeah, it was awesome. It was a lot mm. of fun. Fantastic. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> so how many podcasts have you been on now, Robin? Have really you stopped counting? A, I gotta make a new count because I've I lost I lost track. That's obscene. <laughs> that really is. Yeah. Oh well. I'm about to be on uh bitch plates. <laughs> yes. Or at least my voice will be there. <laughs> yes. And maybe Gabby's will too. <laughs> <laughs> scheduling. <laughs> it's um, all my fault. If the scheduling goddesses would only work with us. <laughs> so I want to wish everyone a really awesome uh, time at uh, American Thanksgiving. Um, That's just I called think... Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe where you're from, but where I'm from, it's called an excuse Halloween. for football and diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy your diabetes. I hope you all have enough you insulin. Enjoy your diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> Like a fetus. Diabetes. <laughs> um, enjoy so your diabetes. Friendly. Enjoy your four down football, whatever that is. <laughs> and please make sure you don't get trampled on Black Friday. <laughs> I'm sorry, African American Friday. Horrible. <laughs> As the black guy on New Girl said just last week, we just call that Friday. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's awesome. Is that a show on television? <laughs> yep. That's just yeah. funny. Okay, it, it is, is funny. funny. I'm sure it funny. is. I'm watching stuff on Netflix. You know, the yeah, 1990s uh, animated X Men cartoon is now on Netflix. Yes. I don't have to watch anything else ever again. <laughs> awesome. Next time we're going to be talking about. Yeah, next an angel. The Jane Espenson written Room with a View. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> What's with people abbreviating it with? Are you... Because it's like a uh, won't add. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. Yes. That I was Twitter that. before there was Twitter. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. SWF. Like in a newspaper. You know, with a few well-placed classified ads, I can show you <laughs> how to make a million dollars. Or not. Let's see our closing music for today. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I wonder what it will be. Oh, here it is. All right, folks. Oh, I got a great one, but never mind. I have Enjoy this. Here it comes.
stands and I'm still 